Now, if you get nervous in job interviews, this next segment might interest you or perhaps terrify you. Do you think you'd be less stressed answering job interview questions if they were asked by a robot instead of a person? Our next guest is the founder of a company using artificial intelligence and virtual reality to help employers wade through job applicants. Ellen Oberg-Martinson is a longtime recruitment professional who's also now the CEO of Tengai, a Swedish tech startup on a quest to remove bias from the hiring process. And Ellen joins us now for a human-to-human chat about chatting with robots. Thank you so much and thanks for having me. Where did the inspiration for the idea of creating uh, an unbiased AI interviewer come from, Ellen? Well, you know, I've been I've been working with recruitment for the past almost 20 years now. And one of the challenges that I've experienced throughout my career is that humans are naturally biased within a within a recruitment process, seeing from a human to human perspective. And one of the biggest challenges in recruiting is creating objective data and objective um, uh, metrics throughout the process without being um, without being um, influenced by different sorts of opinions or uh, or bias um, and looking into the process as of the interviews uh, situation uh, that's basically from from start a biased situation since we make all these assumptions from uh, appearance from tone of voice from uh, how the how uh, someone acts and reacts throughout uh, a conversation so the inspiration comes from creating a more uh, unbiased process throughout those different stages and also um, in the process there's also a lot of uh, candidates applying for each role and handling that situation with respect for the candidates, with creating a, a candidate experience that is unique and that it, that where everyone feels like engaged throughout the process is also a huge challenge. So this is this is a take on that to create a more uh, candidate friendly situation while getting out objective data from other process as well. And I suppose it's good to clarify that Tengai is not like a sort of black box where you simply have all the entrants and then the computer spits out who the final successful applicant is. You describe Tengai as an innovative screening meeting that combines conversational AI and an unbiased recruitment methodology. Could you explain those aspects for us a little bit more, the the idea of a screening meeting and then what is being combined in the Tengai product? Yeah, sure. So it's um, it's a combination of behavioral science, as in normal self-assessment um, um, situations, um, and it's a combination of, of really advanced technology to creating a more engaged uh, engaged situation with the candidate and more efficiency throughout the process, and an, an experience for the candidate that is fun, useful, and engaging. Uh, so the combination of the behavioral science part is, um, it comes from science, it comes from um, um, a well-developed process in terms of, of what questions to ask, uh, what kind of self-assessment that we want to measure throughout the process. So it's a more of an assistant, you could say, that's helping recruiters to, to create more objective data. And from that, we can make more objective decisions as well. Could you give us a sense of what the experience is like for the human participant in a Tengai interview? Uh, what does it sound like? What does it look like? Um, how long does it last? How different is it from uh, an interview with a human being? 
Well, yeah, well, obviously it's, it's a bit different from, from a human-to-human interaction, but we've tried to mirror that as well as possible. So it's, it's actually um, an avatar that you meet on the screen um, in the digital version. So the robot then asks questions such as, could you uh, describe a situation where you were faced with a problem that you needed to solve? How did you come about it? What was the result? And so on. And it's also one part of uh, more self-assessment questions, where, which is more, uh, would you say that you are this or more that? Would you say that you normally take the lead in certain groups and situations? So it's it's very similar to a screening interview from a human recruiter, but it's more autom- um, automatic, of course. One thing that's I think it's important to to mention is that it's no pre-recorded questions such as there is video systems on the market that does this, but this is a um, an automatic two-way interactive situation uh, that happens in real time. So, Ellen, what data does a prospective employer using a VR interview get that is different from the impressionistic data, for want of a better expression, that might come back from um, humans engaged in a screening interview? Um, so, it's, it has a very specific structure in terms of not asking questions that is not correlating to potential work performance. Um, so in a normal interview, you might probably ask, um, well, tell me a little bit, a bit about yourself, right? Uh, and the result might vary throughout different candidate types and so on. And from the recruiter perspective, it's really hard to, to measure that kind of answer because it doesn't have the, the structure of keeping, uh, keeping the outcome in, let's say, numbers. Mm. So what we've done is that we've got rid of all those like subjective questions, kept it more into the science in terms of behavioral questions. And we're using a very specific mythology for that. The thing that I wonder, though, is how do you go about avoiding those unconscious biases without falling into the risk of simply replacing those biases with biases that are unconsciously coded into the VR, if you like? A system becomes biased if you put in biased data. That, that's that's a reality, of course. And that's a, a great question. We only use uh, audio in our product because uh, face and and uh, face recognition software and video tools is automatically biased. Mm. So we decided not to use uh, any sort of, of appearance uh, in our product. Uh, that was one of the key decisions we made in the beginning of our of our product development. So um, we, we're using really a, um, a well-known framework uh, when it comes to the self-assessment part. So it's uh, from the candidate side, it's more of um, making sure that you are this or that, and it's being confirmed by the by the system as in intense. And so it's, uh, let's say that um, you would, uh, on a question, would you say that you normally take the lead in certain groups and situations? You would say, yeah, I would probably in most cases do that. It would interpret that as a yes. So it depends on if you're, if you're answering, uh, let's say, 90% uh, yes in that trait group. And uh, for another trait group, you would probably answer differently, right? So the outcome is more from from the perspective of a self-assessment uh, tool. So it's it's just a different way of, of uh, putting a layer of technology on top of it. 
So it doesn't it doesn't look into like sentences, uh, how you use words. Uh, it's more looking into was this a positive or a negative response, mm. and it makes um, a combination of of those answers into a result. So the first part is the automatic part. Uh, that's being structured with technology. And the next part is the more in-depth part with where the recruiter skills actually come to play. Uh, but it's being presented in a more structured way than you would have the data from a normal interview where would be more from start to finish. This is you could extract only, let's say, the problem solving answer from all candidates and look mm. into each and sing each single and each and every one of those answers and make a um, an informed decision based upon that. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Ellen Oberg-Martinsen, who's the CEO of Tengai, the tech startup that uh, offers what purports to be the world's first unbiased interviewer. Uh, Ellen, do you have a sense from your experiences with this technology of whether there are certain types of people who are more comfortable with engaging with the VR interview setup than others and whether that level of comfort influences the data that you draw from the process. Well, we've asked candidates and we've done studies of our products on the candidate side that uh, it has um, people that normally has a hard time conducting interviews feels it's much more lighter to do it in this way since um, like when people get nervous in their interview, they don't know where to look, uh, if they have a fir firm handshake and so on. All of these things are are being uh, removed from the process. So I think that people feel more, actually more comfortable doing the interview this way. But if you're a person that is really comfortable in doing human-human interviews, let's say that you have a, a huge charisma, for example, and you have a big personality and you want to show that off, you <laughs> might feel a little bit hindered in this, in this situation because it's really, really structured. It should be fun. It should be, feel like there is actually a conversation going on and, on and, and not an interrogation. I think it's a, it's a fine line between uh, using technology and using technology really, really good. And so, Ellen, real firms are actually using these uh, Tengai VR interviews as part of their recruitment process already? Yes, it is. Um, mainly in Sweden at the moment. We're a Sweden, Swedish company. And we launched like three years ago, I think. And during those three years, we've also gone, gone through a uh, high technology adoption due to the pandemic. Yes, indeed. The probably, timing, not too bad there. <laughs> probably, no, not too bad there. So people were actually kind of looking for this sort of tools uh, on the market to uh, to make sure that they could interview remote, to make sure that they had a, a higher engagement in the process, and they were actually doing more and more of these uh, like technology situations. So it was um, a really good market fit for us uh, in the Swedish market as well. I, I read about a UK trial which allowed students in this case to practice their interview skills using a similar technology. We've sort of been discussing it from the perspective of the employer. Is this a product that interviewees can also use to work on their interview skills, whether that's an interview by uh, VR and AI or with another human? Yeah, sure. I think I think that's one of the great use cases as well. We've done it a lot with graduate programs and um, entry level jobs and so on, uh, where it's where it's actually really difficult to uh, to match candidate with the job because you don't have so much in the resume yet. Uh, so mm. from a traditional perspective, where you did the matching with the resume only, 
Uh, this is a sort of an alternative way for students and for graduates to actually be matched with jobs that they are really suitable for. And because you're getting more data through the Tengai process, do you, as a matter of course, give more feedback to even unsuccessful applicants? I think that's also one of the great benefits since it's uh, so structured. Uh, we can also give automatic feedback during the interview, which normally does not happen in an yeah, interview well, at all. How would that sound? Well, like, how does that happen? It works um, basically like a self-assessment uh, tool. So um, if a candidate has said, uh, yes, I would uh, say that I normally take the lead in certain groups and situations, that's also correlating with some feedback. Then it's also, of course, uh, spread out and it's more like um, in depth with the, with the candidate, of course. So it's m much more, from my perspective at least, as, as a recruiter, it's much more engaging for, for the candidate. Mm. It's also a great tool for the recruiter because they they can make sure that they talk to every single candidate, uh, which they probably don't do in a process where you have 3,000 applicants, for example. With all your experience over, over decades of both uh, human interviews and now with AI interviews, what would you say that uh, a VR AI interview is better at and what are human interviewers still better at? Oh, that's a really good, great question because I think it's a, it's a common mistake to think that technology should replace all, replace all parts of the recruitment process. Mm. So uh, from my perspective, uh, technology should be used in the beginning of all processes to structure all the incoming data that's normally very unstructured from a natural or from a regular process, structure all the incoming data and present that to a human recruiter that can make an informed decision. So um, let's say that you have 3,000 applicants and from those 3,000 applicants, you want to make sure that they are engaged during the process and that you can extract the accurate data for making that decision. But at the end of the process or at the middle of the process, you would probably engage a human recruiter as well to make sure that you get the last piece of the puzzle. And I think from that perspective, also from the unbiased part, um, creating a more sort of subjective part at the end of the process it could actually benefit the process as well, because it's also a two-way street. You know, it's, um, it's also a, a candidate that is going to make a decision uh, on, a, uh, on their future employer, and they will probably want to meet some humans at the <laughs> end. Uh, speaking to a human recruiter, speaking to the hiring manager, probably meet the team before they make their decision. But then when you're at that point of the process, um, you want to make sure that that candidate has been selected throughout those different stages um, in an unbiased way so that you can make sure that you made the right decision. Ellen, of the clients who've used Tengai since you started up, do you have data to, su to suggest that the demographics that they are recruiting are different compared to when they weren't using the tool? Yeah, okay. We actually have that sort of studies on our product where they feel that the outcome is more diverse. Uh, from a graduate program that we just recently did, uh, we could actually also see more women uh, at the end of the process than, than they did um, the earlier years. So it's still early on. Uh, we need a lot of more data to understand more about how decisions are being made at the end. Uh, but the results so far actually shows uh, higher diversity in both age, gender, and ethnicity uh, in terms of, of the results, which is good. That's, that's, that's the goal and that's the aim, of course. Absolutely. Thank you very much for speaking with us on Radio National. Thanks for having me. 
That was Ellen Oberg-Martinson, and you can hear a longer version of that interview on the Radio National and Sunday Extra website. Ellen Oberg-Martinson is CEO of the Swedish tech startup Tengai. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.